In the name of the one holy and living God. Amen. Please be seated. Happy Easter. It is truly a joy to be with you all today, gathered together to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But before we talk about that, we need to talk about something else. We need to talk about Christmas. Christmas, just bear with me for a moment, okay? Christmas is the celebration of the incarnation. That is when God became human. Literally, incarnation means enfleshment. It is when God took on flesh, when God, divinity, came down to be in, in humanity. So fully that God actually became a person. Now, God made us. God made all creation. It was all good. And when God made humans, there's something special about humans. God placed God's very image onto people. Well, and God wanted this close relationship with us, but we kind of turned away from that. We strayed. We got far away from God. We neglected, rejected, even abused that image of God in each other and in ourselves. We who were made in God's image, the God who is love, right? We were implanted with that. We didn't quite live up to the expectations that one would expect for a creature made in God's image. And so God wanted to reconcile back to us. And God tried all kinds of ways. Hey, folks, come on back here. And finally, God said, I'm going to go out there to the people to achieve that reconciliation. That's the incarnation, God going to us in humanity. And it's not just the, the birth of Jesus, that's the incarnation, right? That's the beginning of it, so we celebrate on that feast of Christmas. But it's, it's his whole life, right? It is the fact that he was a vulnerable baby nursing at his mother. It was the fact that he was a surly teenager who made his parents worry. It's the fact that he had work to do in this world. And it is the fact that he embraced humanity so fully that he enjoyed all the things we enjoy. Jesus liked a good party. It's one of the chief criticisms of him by his opponents was he, was, uh, uh, he ate too much and drank too much. He was a glutton and a drunkard, they said. And uh, he really enjoyed life. But to fully enter into humanity, he had to enjoy all that, but he also had to enter into the suffering and the pain, the agony and the disappointment, the loneliness and the abandonment. And so he went to the cross. So Good Friday very much is like this really profound implication of what it means to become human, what it means for God to enter into humanity. God has to go down unto death, and not just any death, not a nice, calm, peaceful death, but the worst kind of death that was imaginable to the people in crucifixion, so that God would fully enter into the suffering that we experience in this world. All of that, that incarnational stuff from Christmas through Good Friday, all of that is the first part of what God is doing to reconcile humanity to God. God is going to humanity in its fullness. Part one, today is the beginning 
of part two, the resurrection. This is God coming up. This is God saying that death does not get the final word. And so while God went to humanity, embracing everything we experience now in the resurrection and on to the ascension, that human Jesus, right, is now going back up into divinity and pulling us along with him. Jesus, before he died in John's Gospels, I will lift up all people unto me. It's these two things, this incarnation and this resurrection are working together to try and bring us back into full relationship, to be reconciled fully to God, the God who is love. If you imagine like a wound broken on a body, and then the surgeon sutures try and, you know, kind of go down and up, down and up, down and up, to pull that skin back together, to, to heal that wound. And that is kind of what God is doing in this incarnation and this resurrection. God's coming down to pull up, to bring us back together, to bridge that gap, to allow that wound to heal. And so we celebrate not just that Jesus Christ is risen, right? We celebrate this amazing work of reconciliation that God is trying to achieve in this world through Jesus. Now that's part one and that's part two. And there also is a part three. And that is the part where we, who have been lifted up into Christ, into that resurrection by virtue of our baptism, we died with Christ and we rose with Christ, we are invited to engage in that work of reconciliation as well, to draw close to others and to love, to try and embody that original vision and dream that God had when God implanted us with God's image, to try and live in this world in which we have healing and unity and reconciliation. And it's not easy work. It feels like it's harder work than ever. We are so isolated from each other by you know, technology and, and politics and culture just kind of pulling us apart. But God is saying, I'm inviting you to a different way, a way to pull close to each other and to love. Now, you know, when the surgeon, you know, heal, uh, stitches up that wound, that's not the end of the project, right? That's when the healing begins. And so that is the work that we are engaged in at this time. We have a God who so loves and adores us, so loves and adores you, that God came here in that incarnation so that no matter how much we strayed, God would find us. No matter how far we went away, God would come to where we were and pull us in and then invite us to be healed and to help heal. In the name of the risen Christ, God invites us to be incarnate, to be resurrected, to help reconcile this world in love. Amen.